welcome in. I know you're if you're a Walking Dead fan, you're going, why are you doing this to us, Corey? Why are you giving us a song that was used on the show as a torture device? Did anyone else have trouble getting that out of your your head after the last episode of The Walking Dead? Hi, everybody. This is Corey Truax. I broadcast live in Greenville, South Carolina from WLFJ, 660 AM, 92.9 FM. Typically uh, broadcasting on topics that are no fun at all, politics, culture, uh, even some church-related religious type stuff. Uh, but I also love The Walking Dead, and so for every episode uh, we're out here on SoundCloud, just giving you a, a rundown and some analysis of each episode, uh, sometimes including the, uh, the voice of friends along the way. Uh, so we're going to talk about episode uh, that's three called The Cell here in season seven. Uh, first, all of the typical spoiler alert uh, verbiage out there, so you know. Uh, as we talk about this, we are going to assume you know everything that's happened in The Walking Dead up until Season 7, Episode 3, and even uh, the comics as well. Uh, I'll assume you know some comic things uh, as, as we go. Alright, so this is the episode of what what happened to Daryl? Right, so uh, we got Episode 1, we beat people's head into mush, it's horrific, and we get the new world and find out how it's going to be. In the aftermath of that, Negan decides this terrible character decides we might be able to use Dwight. You know, you don't just kill that. You at least try to break it. And the biggest theme of that uh, that episode was, are we going to break Daryl? Can we turn Daryl into a villain? Can he become one of the saviors? One of these, this murderous, extorting, the worst of the, of the bad guys we've ever come across. And they torture him to try to break him. Uh, so that's, I guess that's the big premise. There was some other character development that happened there, but that's how I want to do it. Let me just start with Daryl. We'll go, we'll go character by character. Daryl had one of my favorite moments in like TV history in this show. And he's, he goes through whatever period of time this is supposed to be lapsing, eating dog food sandwiches, getting just beat the mess out of, left naked and cold in a room, torture through constant loud music that won't let him sleep so sleep deprivation getting the temptation being able to see what life would be like if he would just go along with the program and see how how cushy a life it could be a doctor even telling him this will get better if you'll let it this this gunshot wound and if you didn't read through that the way I read it it was I can make this better faster I can make this less painful but only if Negan wants to, and he, he, he wants something from you. All of that temptation, all of that discomfort, and Negan wants that moment of fealty from him. This, who are you? Basically say my name. Say that I own you. By, by declaring your name to be Negan, you admit, I, you belong to me. You are mine. You're my property. And Daryl, with that awesome, he just, one word, just his name. It was just Daryl. No. I mean, it's I, I always love the idea of looking a tyrant in the face and telling the tyrant no. It just, it's such a wonderful, awesome feeling. And to see Daryl do it was unbelievably satisfying. It actually re- referred me back to earlier in this year, it was one of my favorite uh, parts of Civil War, the Captain America Civil War movie where they uh, appropriated a part of that comic book. They did it at a funeral in that movie. And the quote was something like, you know, it doesn't matter what the press says or the politicians say or what the mobs say uh, what, or about what's right and wrong. 
Uh, it's when, when everyone's telling you to move, to move from your stance. I remember the, the rest of that phrase was, I think exactly, plant yourself like a tree beside the river of truth and tell the whole world, no, you move. And I've, oh, God, I love that. And that was Daryl's moment there. That was Daryl's, no, you move. I'm going to do whatever the right thing is. And maybe it's the romanticization of some kind of martyrdom or something. But I've always loved those guys. I've always loved those people that are, dang the consequences, I am going to do the thing that I perceive to be the best I can figure is right. So there was this great moment for for Daryl. At least in morality. I mean, it's a horrible hour for Daryl. So there's Daryl. We move from there to Dwight, who is developed there. There's, there seems to be this, and they're doing it on purpose, not just seems to be. The makers of the show are wanting us to know that there's a connection forming. There's something there between Dwight and Daryl, even sometimes as Dwight is trying to talk Daryl into just, just relent, just do the easy thing. I picked up a facial expression one time of admiration from Dwight, or at least some kind of confusion with admiration that it's, how? How are you withstanding this? And, and even one, they had, the, they had the back and forth there where Daryl basically says he, he knows how bad it can get, and Dwight says, no, you don't. Like It, it can always get worse. It, there's this begrudging type of identity with one another in it, and, it's, and we even got to see that some with Dwight as they develop him with that mercy killing. He goes out to get... This guy who's stolen stuff from from the saviors, and he's trying to leave the saviors, and he get the guy wants to die. You know, it, it's this great, wonderful, powerful moment of I think foreshadowing. He can't. This this guy says, you know, there's so many of us. There's one of him. Why do we let him do this to us? Why do we let Negan do this? It's that's a foreshadowing of he can't be the only one. That guy, Gordon, I think his name was, he cannot be the only one in that sanctuary that thinks, why are we not rebelling against Negan? The great interest for me in this, too, as a fan of the comics, as a reader of the comics, is this can't be tracked, because Daryl doesn't exist in the comics. So in the comic books, there's two people that do end up in the sanctuary at two different times. Carl ends up there, uh, and Dwight ends up there. Um, And Jesus sort of ends up there. I I like to call him Paul. That's his real name. But with it being Daryl, this is a new arc. It's It's a new thing that I can't predict, really, because there is no comic book to to base it on. But there's definitely something they're brewing there, and it even includes Sherry. This very sad situation where to trade each other's life, Sherry and Dwight, to keep them all alive... Dwight gives up his own wife and gives her to... Not gives, Negan takes her so as everyone can live. And now having to live even in the same place together. Uh, it's a horribly tragic thing. But it's clear that Sherry's not happy with it. She tries to even help Daryl. There's a, a brewing undercurrent of hay. Negan is horrible. And Negan is overwhelming. And it's, it seems like you'll never get past him. But there's an undercurrent somewhere of opposition. And then Negan, that, I guess, the final major character of this episode, they do just, they, they do a good job of continuing to make sure you know that he's terrible and that he's terrible with a smile. 
that he, he, he has built for himself a kingdom like any despot might. And he's, he's just enjoying the fruits of his labor. He likes the violence. Nothing bothers him. He's a true psychopath. He's a true sociopath. And you're going to get more of that next week. In this 90-minute episode, I'm actually going to go ahead and tell you, in the, in the comics, this, is a, this will be a weird episode because uh, Rick does a very stupid thing. He goes off the handle really stupid when Negan comes to get his first offering. Uh, but because it's a 90-minute episode, it makes me wonder what shenanigans they've got going here. But I expect someone to die, probably Spencer. But they're going to continue to build Negan here as your uh, worst possible enemy ever. And I feel like they've done a decent job in turning him into a real person. This is a challenge coming from the comics where he does seem like a comic book villain, where he f- seems like he's almost too evil to be true, and he's getting that. Um, he's, he's getting his... He is too evil in the show, but he actually does feel real, like it could actually happen that way. So that's your, that's your rundown uh, on uh, this last episode. If you have... You want to talk about it, uh, comment on this wherever you find it. Comment it on, on soundcloud.com slash Corey Truax, or if you find it on Facebook, Twitter, anywhere like that. Uh, just comment back on your thoughts on the episode and what you might what you think might be coming on episode four. I believe they're calling it The Offering. Uh, and then again, find the rest of everything else I do at soundcloud.com slash Corey Truax, which certainly welcome uh, your thoughts and listening to that other content as well. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you next time for The Walking Dead Rundown on The Corey Truax Show.